today on the Chokeslam Wrestling Report, we are going to be talking about WWE SummerSlam not being sold out yet. What is the problem and why is this happening? Also, uh, Naomi and Sasha Banks' um, name and pictures taken out of their rosters. I guess she was. they got let go somewhere in June. Also, we're going to be talking about AEW Bloods and Guts, the Forbidden Door. We're going to be talking about Santana maybe leaving AEW now that he's hurt. Oh, we're going to have that and much more on the Forbidden Podcast, the Chokeslam Wrestling Report. Newberry, sitting at home, acknowledge me. Uh, let's get ready to rumble! Welcome to another episode of the Chokesland Wrestling Report. I am your host, the ultimate one from New York City. And yes, I am back from my vacation. Uh, I did not miss a beat. Let me tell you that. Uh, I was able to watch Bloods and Guts while I was vacationing. Uh, good event. Uh, much better than last year. Uh, unfortunately, we saw Santana from Power and Powerful get hurt in that match. It was nasty. I saw it again. I was like, what in the world happened to him the first time I saw it? And then I saw what happened. His uh, kind of looked like his knee buckled, and he was out of the match for the rest of the night. Now, uh, we're going to be talking about that. We're going to be talking about Forbidden Door. How successful was this event? And I don't want to hear anybody talk about, oh, it, it, you know, it was garbage and not. I mean, I'm sure there was a lot, a lot of uh, people who like uh, what uh, this AEW um, and New Japan Pro Wrestling collaborating in this big event. The only ones who are not happy are Impact Wrestling fans, and I will talk about that in a, in a while. Also, guys, if you want to keep following me, you can follow me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Usually, I be on Twitter. I need seven more. To hit the thousand followers again, I would like to thank those who are following me and listening to the podcast. Also, guys, you could go check out my YouTube channel. I got a lot of content in there. You guys could check out the YouTube channel. Uh, cha- Ugh, I can't even talk. The YouTube channel and check out the content in there. Um, and uh, again, I want to uh, thank those who have subscribed to the channel. I mean, I've, I have not done video there for quite a while but i got a lot of content there you guys can check it out share it with friends and give me your feedback on some of those um stuff that i have there so you go subscribe to the channel hit that notification bell hit that thumbs up it will help the channel greatly and i would gladly appreciate it of course um there's a lot of stuff going on in wrestling a lot of stuff so let's start off with wwe first of all let's talk about this SummerSlam. SummerSlam. uh I remember when I was a teenager, back in 1988, when uh, SummerSlam, first SummerSlam ever happened. That was 1988. I believe it was Madison Square Garden. It could be Madison Square Garden or the Meadowlands. I, I don't remember, but I know it was in the New York area. 
At that time, I was a big Ultimate Warrior fan. Uh, I remember when Ultimate Warrior beat the Honky Tom Man, I think in 18 seconds, 32 seconds it was to win the Intercontinental title when the title was worth something back then. And I always like uh, SummerSlam. SummerSlam always gave a good, good uh, event. 1991, we saw the Bret Hart versus Mr. Perfect Classic. We saw the Royal Warriors beat the Nasty Boys that year too. Um, in 91, uh, there's always been good matches when it comes to SummerSlam. But as the years has passed, and as we've seen on TV, WWE seems not to care about their product, and this is the same way they're not caring about their pay-per-views or, their, or get premier events, because that's what they call it now, premier events. And they're just not giving a rat's ass about nothing. I mean, you can see what's going on in WWE. I mean, these Vince McMahon, now there's reports that he spent, he spent $12 million in hush money over four individuals, even female uh, referees. Uh, he, I mean, this thing with female uh, wrestlers, female managers. I mean, the legal aid or whatever, the paralegal recently, Vince McMahon has not given a rat's ass. There was a meme going around saying that Vince McMahon has paid, has paid for more you-know-what than what he bought WCW. It is, it's incredible. And yet people and yet fans are still going to see this product, still watching this crap on Monday and Fridays. Nothing is getting better. And I don't want to hear that Stephanie McMahon is the CEO. Stephanie McMahon could do whatever she wants. At the end of the day, the show still sucks. You still got Bruce Pritchard in there. The show sucks. There's nothing else that anybody could do. I will not spend a dime to go to an old WWE event. I bump into a friend of mine who asked me, oh, WWE is coming to Madison Square Garden. I don't care if they're going to the, to the flea market. I'm not going. Not spending my money on WWE. Until they decide that they care about their fans and they do put up a good product. Right now, things are not looking not looking well at all for WWE. And I can't say the same thing about AEW. There's a lot of things going on with AEW. A lot of wrestling stars now, they got let go. Now they got sour, sour, they're acting like sour patches now because, you know, oh, they didn't push it, whatever. But listen, at the end of the day, you was part of AEW. That means something because now when you go to the independent scene, you're a top guy. So... You know, unless you go to Impact, and Impact still pushing their same talent all the time. The Mike Bailey's, uh, the, the Chris Sabins, you know, the old people. That's what they do. So, with that being said, SummerSlam right now, I believe they're doing it this year in a football stadium. I think the Tennessee Titans play in it. They have not been able to sell half, and even half of the stadium. They're not going to be sold out. Which is incredible because SummerSlam is one of their top uh, events of the year. You got Royal Rumble, you got SummerSlam. Actually, no, you got Royal Rumble, WrestleMania, SummerSlam, and Survivor Series. The four top events. And they, the only match that I noticed that they have only announced is the Brock Lesnar against Roman Reigns for the 125th time. Who wants to see this? Of course, you're going to have the E droids out there. Gonna be, I want to watch it. Why? So the, the, some of these people, what I don't get, are the same people complain about the product, but yet still watch it. 
I heard somebody say if Austin Theory wins, I think was it the I don't know what it was. Theory wins whatever, I'm not watching WWE no more. You're lying. Because it's the same thing that people say all the time. If this guy wins, I'm not watching WWE. And yet I go online or go to my Facebook page or Twitter and I see the guy still talking crap about, you know, oh, WWE this, defending WWE to the end of the world. You know what I'm saying? And right now, if you're a fan of WWE, I'm telling you right now, you're a casual fan. You're not a professional wrestling fan. And if you are a WWE fan and you think that WWE is the shit that you've been watching since you were three and don't look at anything else, then you don't come to me talking about nothing about wrestling to me because if you stuck in your own world and your own bubble as far as WWE, then you have a problem. I, I don't want to talk to you, okay? Because I am a professional wrestling fan, which means I watch everything. And I give my takes on some of the stuff. Okay, and yeah, I might take shots at NWA, I might take shots at Impact, I might take shots at MLW, even AEW. I don't care. If your product is not doing something well, I'm going to call it out. Because that's what I do here. You know what I'm saying? But Wrestle, uh, SummerSlam doesn't look like it's going to um, sell out. It's not going to sell out. I'm telling you that right now. They probably, but even if they sell 35,000 people, that's still good. 35,000 people who are going to sit there and watch this. I don't know what to tell you. 35,000 people will go in there to waste their time and see the same crap that you see on TV. Because let's be realistic. Who wants to watch again? Who wants to watch Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns again? I sure don't. I sure don't. Uh, WWE SummerSlam has long way to go before selling out. According to Wrestling Ticks, release, release an update for the upcoming SummerSlam show scheduled to happen in the Nissan Stadium. In Nashville, Tennessee, on the ending of this month, the update apparently shows that the upcoming event has only sold out about four-fifths of the available tickets. Four-fifths, which is not bad. Are they trying to sell out? I don't think I don't think you can sell out every event, but this should have been sell out. The current capacity for the show remains to be exactly at 35,877 people. The number of tickets that have been distributed so far is still a whooping 28,243, adding 1,305 to that number in the last week. The number of tickets available for the show still remains at 7,634. They have less than a month left to meet the sellout target. I mean, what can you say? I mean, I, I don't think they need to sell out. I mean, not every WWE show has to be sell out, sold out. But you know they're going to say it on the broadcast. Oh, WWE and the Nissan Stadium, a sold-out crowd, because that's what, it, that's what Michael Cole does. They, they make you think that they sold out, but they did. Jake Paul signing with WWE. And now what I saw this morning was, oh, he's a baby face. Why is Jake Paul in WWE? Again, proves my point. These people who watch this are WWE casual fans they're not real fans they're not the people that's been there through thick and thin watching this show all this stuff for the last 30 40 years jay paul a guy a youtube uh influencer if you want to call that a youtube uh, uh you know star if you want to call it signing with wwe after teaming up with the miz i believe it was uh i think it was in wrestlemania and he got betrayed by the Miz, 
Why? Why? Do, do you really need to have somebody with Hollywood fame or some bullshit because you can't get, you have lost so many people as far as the real WWE fans that supported you at one time and they're leaving in droves. So you need to go and bring a guy like Jake Paul signing. I mean, it's, this is disgusting. To me, as a wrestling fan, so somebody who used to watch WWE, this is disgusting. Okay, this shows you the lack of long-term booking. And I want to hear, oh, long-term booking. WWE does not believe in long-term booking. So don't even come with that. They don't know nothing about it. When they try to do that bullcrap with Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins, I believe it was the Rumble. Oh, you know, I've been to Shield. How many reunions they had before they broke, went back to that to that, uh, um, to that story again. They pull out that car from the files. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's ridiculous. The story with uh, Naomi and Sasha Banks, uh, there is words. They're going to they're gonna show up at AEW soon. I highly doubt that they're going to come show up. I believe unless they decided with their lawyers not to have a 90-day clause, they, sh they could show up at All Out. You know what I'm saying? They could show up at All Out. I don't see it happening. And AEW's women's division is still struggling to this day. Marina Shafir should be nowhere wrestling in AEW but we're going to be talking about that when I get to the AEW part but again Sasha Banks and Naomi taking out the roster out of their website they no longer in there so I mean at the end of the day this is a big loss to WWE because right now uh everybody's all tickled up their balls tickle and everything because of uh Liv Morgan winning the Smackdown title from Ronda Rousey this past Sunday uh, what the what what that means? That means Ronda Rousey is taking a break. And then he had nobody else that they could put the title around because Bailey's still out. Uh, they just lost Sasha Banks. Uh, Bianca Belair is the Royal Women's Champion. So they had no choice but to give it to Liv Morgan when she cashed in her money in the bank. And everybody's like, oh, she's hot right now. Hot what? She hasn't even defended the belt. She's hot doing what? The woman did it. The woman was embarrassed a couple of times. I believe it was when she wrestled, if I'm correct, Becky Lynch, a couple of times, and whatnot. And you know, Charlotte's coming back, and she's gonna take that belt away from her again. So all you Liv Morgan fans who, oh my God, she's hot, Omer, she deserves this. She de listen. It's like, it's like a. Uh, Bully Ray, which I don't agree with some of the stuff he said, but Bully Ray said it best last week. She's pretending to be a pro wrestler, giving all these things, whatever. Now, you need to right now. You you need to elevate yourself to another level. Where now you be like, I'm the champion. I'm gonna do whatever it takes to hold on to the belt. But no, Lynn Morgan is not gonna last long with that belt. I'm telling you that right now. Not that I care of. I don't care about the women's division in WWE. They have botched that shit since Ronda Rousey left the first time and you can't recuperate that and now that you lost Sasha Banks pff, you're not getting that back and then with Becky Lynch looking like a damn mummy with, with a looking like Raggedy Ann and whatnot no it, it, that's not gonna work so we'll be right back with some AEW stories and news that has come through this week the pro wrestling ball 
35 short stories, including Harley Race, Ricky Morton, Tracy Smothers, and Tim Storm. Along with 300 photos from the independent scene. Taken from Texas, Louisiana, Mississippi, and Alabama. Get your book today by going to WrestleVille.com or LanceByChance.com. WrestleVille, it's where wrestling lives. back so let's talk about the aew's blood and guts at aew uh forbidden door with new japan first let's talk about the forbidden door the forbidden door uh new japan show aew new japan show was awesome when i tell you it was awesome it's it, i have not seen an event like this where the crowd was into it uh, and they did it a nice spot. United Center in Chicago where the fans are rabid fans and they love all that. Uh, we got to see the Goto, Josh, uh, Goto and Joshi, Yoshi versus Solo and Mokuyuti Marshall. That match was a good match uh, with Yoshi, Gosh, uh, Joshi and Goto winning it. But it was a good showing for Aaron Solo who I think he was one of the guys that shined in that match. Um, I don't know if he will be back. If his contract is up, but he was in a list of people who people think the main that part of his contract is up, but I don't know. Nick Camarado versus Lance Archer. This was a good, good uh, booking of a match. Uh, Lance and Camarado had a good match with Lance winning it. Both big men taking it to each other. Uh, Camarado again. Uh, they are pushing him, but I don't think they have pushed him enough where he should be somewhere in the echelon of the mid-card. They're not doing it yet. Then we saw uh, Kanemaru and Desperado versus uh, Keith Lee and Swirl Strickland. This match was great with both. Ka now, Kanemaru and Desperado, these are former IWGP Junior Tag Team Champions, and they were in there with the heavyweights. And even with the heavyweights, these teams show uh, how good they are. And it was a great match between both Lee with Lee and Swerve winning this match, and then Ricky Stark and Hobbs called them out again. That's part of this long feud that they have. Uh, Matt Caster and Gun Club versus the LA Jojos. Uh, again, the, the, the Gun Club wins this match, but pretty. Uh, the uh, Colt and. Well, the Billy Gunn's sons left and left Matt uh, Caster with his father alone. They won that match. We saw Shota Unimo, or yeah, Umino, Wheeler Yuta, and Eddie Kingston versus Jericho, Sammy Guevara, and Suzuki. This was a crazy match. Shota Umino was his time to shine at this event, uh, even though, uh, even on defeat, because uh, these guys, you know, um, these guys, uh, Umino show what he's made of. This was a guy that I remember. He used to come out with John Moxley when Moxley first went to New Japan uh, back in 2019. He used to be with him, and that's Reshu's son. He has improved for the last three years, which is very, very good. Um, you know, it, it's, I mean, he's improved. I mean, and then ended up, they ended up throwing a fireball at him at the end of that show, uh, in the middle of the show in the back. We had the FTR versus 
Jeff Cobb, Great Ocon versus Rapongi Vice. What a match. And that match, of course, we saw that, uh, you know, kayfabe, of course. Uh, we saw Dax go to the back, and, and he had a hurt, hurt uh, uh, shoulder. There's nothing to explain in this match, but just wow. What a match with, uh, with Rapongi Vice, Great Ocon, Jeff Conker, and FTR. This was an awesome match. FTR, again, proved why they are the best tag team in the world right now, bar none. They held all the belts. They got the IWGP World Tag Team Champion, the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Champion, the AAA World Tag Team Champion. I could continue. Then next on line is those AEW titles that should be coming soon and whatnot. Uh, we could see that happening. with Now with... Uh, the Young Bucks holding those belts, uh, we could see that happening much sooner than later. Uh, then we saw the All-Atlantic World Title Tournament for four-way. We saw Pac winning that, and uh, there was reports now that the All-Atlantic title is going to be traveling around the world. Pac, as of now, it has that belt. He'll be defending that belt in London twice, so that belt is going to be a traveling belt, which... It's not bad because now you have AEW being around the world, being represented, and nobody, nobody better than Pac. And I think Pac deserved that belt, even though I thought Miro was going to win that because uh, you have Clark, Clark Connors who replaced Ishii because Ishii got hurt. You have Pac and you have Miro and Malachi Black. But with all that match, now we see a Malachi Black and Miro feud coming up. Uh, I don't think it's good versus evil, but it's evil versus evil. It's going to be something to look at. Then we had Shingo Takaji, Darby Allen, and Sting. And it was supposed to be Hiromo Takahashi against the Young Bucks, Fantasmo. And it was supposed to be Hikaleo. But that didn't happen because Hiromo Takahashi was hurt as a knee issue. And he wrestled like that in the best of the Super Juniors. He hurt his knee on that. So they made it a three-way. Of course, Sting, uh, again, stole the show. He got a super kick. By both Young Bucks, and he just took it like a man. And, I mean, Sting, again, surprised me. And, of course, this match was over with Sting and his team winning it. Umino, again, like I said, gets fireballed by Jericho in the back. Tony Stone versus Thunder Rosa. Rosa wins with a final reckoning, uh, a move that uh, Dustin Rose used. Uh, this was an all right match. I think this is the only match that I felt that was calmed down the crowd. Uh, I thought Tony Storm was going to win the belt. That it was a back and forth situation. But again, Rosa remains the champion. Oris Cassie versus Will Ospreay. This was a great match again with Oris Cassie shining again, even in defeat against Will Ospreay. Again, people mock Orange Cassie, but when he's in there with a top star, he shows you what he's made of. Of course, uh, Will Ospreay is one of the best wrestlers in the world along with Jay White out there but Will Ospreay wins the match but then after that uh, Orange Cassidy decided that he wanted I mean actually not real Will Ospreay wanted to attack the uh, Orange Cassidy and Shibata came out and Shibata who's been out of wrestling for almost four years he wrestled a match against Jenna Morita I think it was uh, I believe was uh, New Japan Cup, and then he had a rest of uh, uh, exhibition match against Zack Sabre Jr. Uh, not long ago. He's back, and it looks probably Shibata is going to be the one who probably is going to go challenge Will Ospreay next 
for the United States title. Remember, this match with Orange Cassidy and Will Osprey was for the United States title, but of course, uh, rock hard Juice Robinson still holding that belt after they already stripped him of the belt. A surprise, uh, Zack Sabre Jr.'s challenge, challenge was no other than formerly known as Cesario, uh, Cesaro Claudio Costellani. It showed up. This not what I expected, but a good match. Uh, Cesaro, I'm going to keep calling him Cesaro until I get used to his name, Claudio, whatever you want to call him, looked real good. Uh, I was surprised. I thought it was going to be Tom Lawler was going to show up, but I guess not. Adam Cole versus Jay White, Hangman Page, and Kasusuke Okada for the IWGP World Title. That was an awesome match, but at the end, Jay White wins the match, but the referee messed up on that because you saw Adam Cole's, um, his shoulder went up, but Adam Cole got hurt, got injured. Now he's going to be out for a while, God knows how long. And then the AEW Interim World Title match between John Moxley and Tanahashi. This match lived to the hype as Moxley wins the AEW World Title as Jericho uh, Association Appreciation Society came in and attacked Moxley. But, of course, this was all a setup for the Bloods and Guts that was coming up three days later uh the bloods and guts was pretty good a lot of blood spilled uh it looked like uh the the combat club dominated the most of the match uh of the blood and guts it dominated for most of the time most of the guys were hurt whatnot uh at one point they saw uh parker hanging upside down from the one of the beams from the cage i don't know how it happened you had ruby soho stop uh, Ty Conti from interfering in the match. Uh, so that sets up a lot of stuff. But then the way the match ended, first of all, Sammy Guevara taking a plunge from the top of the case. That's the way it was supposed to be last year. But AEW put a bunch of cardboard and some cushion, and people started talking crap about it. So, you know, and that's where Shasi Blackheart came in and made fun of the whole thing. But now her feelings are all hurt because people were saying that she should get fired for botching her match last week but you get what you deserve when you start talking crap anyway but i digress so the ending of the blood and guts with claudio having um i think uh magic bernard uh in a in a, in a clover leaf like and then jericho being caught by a stretcher arm stretcher by eddie kingston pretty much sets up a probably a match between eddie kingston and claudio in the future uh, so, but they won the match. But it, it, like I said, Satana got hurt on that one, and who knows what's gonna happen now uh, with Satana out. God knows how long it's gonna be out, but we will we will see. Anyway, that is my view as far as the uh, the Forbidden Door and Blood and Guts. Two great shows. I mean, you don't have to agree with me because I don't care if you agree with me or not. The bottom line is. It was a good show. Forbidden Door was the bombs. Like I said, New Japan, I'm a big New Japan fan. Uh, New Japan is my number one top promoter in my list, always. And then comes AEW. Uh, but New Japan killed it with that move. AEW killed it. And now you got Impact uh, Wrestling fans not too happy with what's going on with that. And we're going to talk about that later on in the show. So we'll be right back after more AEW news. Hi, this is James Rodens from the WNR Podcast and you are listening to the Chokeslam Wrestling Report.
back. So we're going to be talking more AEW news. And uh, we're going to go through the AEW Dynamite. Uh, I did not get to see Rampage. So excuse me if I didn't. But this week we saw the TNT title change hand as Warlow defeated Scorpio Sky. Uh, they put a street, ma- a street fight, uh, which meant that all of Scorpio Sky's guy uh, uh, team, uh, what is it, uh, America's Top Team, interfered in the match, but that didn't help Scorpio Sky at all. Uh, but it's funny how in this match, uh, Excalibur mentioned MJF in the broadcast, and I, I, I thought they were not going to be mentioning uh, MJF at all or showing pictures of MJF after what happened a, m- a month and a half ago. So that was very surprising uh, to me to hear that. Them talk about that. Maybe a lot of people didn't notice. You know, people didn't even pay attention to it, but I did. I paid attention to everything. Of course, Scorpio Sky ended up trying to do a low blow since there was no disqualification. Then the whole America's top team jumped in to try to help Scorpio Sky uh, by jumping him outside. Um, also, at the end, though, that did not help at all as Mr. Mayhem himself went and beat up all America's top team guys. I mean, at first I was like, uh, these guys are MMA fighters because uh, Warlord just disposes them like nothing. And then uh, that didn't help because at the end, Scorpio Scott got powerbombed three times. And we have a new TNT world uh, TNT title champion, I guess, not world champion, uh, TNT champion. Uh, that title, uh, Miro said it best that they had tarnished that belt, uh, you know, uh, or better yet, not really, he said it, but uh, it said it's gone to the shits, and it pretty much it has after what happened uh, almost about seven months ago when they gave the belt to Cody Rhodes, and then they ended up, they said, oops, we effed up, let's give it back to Sammy Guevara, Damn, they did the same thing with Sammy Guevara and Scorpio Sky back and forth. They just tarnished that belt. Let's just hope that they do the same thing. Uh, actually, they don't do the same thing with Warlow now being the champion. Warlow brought back the black strap, which is perfect. I don't know why they put that yellow. Uh, because I guess because Scorpio Sky from Los Angeles and he called it Genie, like Genie Bus, the owner of the LA Lakers. Uh, so I don't know. I mean, I just don't want them to do what they did with Goldberg. In WCW, they gave him the United States Championship, and three months later, or four months later, he fought for the world title, and then he was double champion. He became the first ever United States and WCW world champion uh, at the same time. But uh, Warlow right now needs a real good push. He needs to get in there with somebody who's giving him a hard time. Uh, the, the fact that they mentioned MJF in the broadcast, I will not be surprised if he comes back and attacks Warlow because Warlow has not been talking very good about him in the podcast. Christian Case lowered himself even more with his promos. Uh, he pretty much uh, had Luchasaurus. Matt Hardy comes out. I don't know why Matt Hardy comes out talking about he's him and Jungle Boy are best friend. When you just two, three months ago, you were beating up on the guy. So that makes no sense to me. Uh, and, of course, Case threw another pipe bomb saying that uh, – that Matt Hardy's making him believe that he's not the so that his brother's the sober one. Uh, it's pretty much bringing up Jeff Hardy's uh, intoxication problem, which I think uh, they are doing it for a simple reason for it. Another pipe bomb by Cage. Luchasaurus then kicks Matt in the face while he was sandwiched in the ring post. 
It was it was bad. It, it didn't look good. And then he just pulled him through a table afterwards. So I like the way Luchasaur is coming out now. We got a darker look. The has a darker uh, wrestling gear, darker wrestling mask. Uh, so who knows? Uh, we won't be surprised if we see Jungle Boy coming back very soon after the chair shot he took. The Butcher and the Blade went against Key Lee and Swerve. Not much of a match. I don't didn't care much of this match. Uh, of course, uh, you know, Keith Lee and Swerve uh, won uh, that match. I still think that Swerve Strickland is going to betray Keith Lee, and it's going to probably come come next week with uh, the match that they announced, which is Ricky Stark and, and, and Powerhouse Hobbs came out again arguing with, uh, with Lee and Swerve, and now the Young Bucks ended up coming out, offering a match for next week at Fighter Fest. A three-way for the AEW Tag Team titles. And I see it happening. I see Swerve Strickland turning of Keith Lee. That's going to happen. Trust me. I like those story they're doing there. It's going to happen. Eddie Kingston did a promo. And they show Ruby Soho getting attacked by Ty Conti and getting her hand smashed on the car door. Uh, they were reported that they pre-taped that. So the way they did that, they did that real good. I mean, if it was pre-taped, very good. Dark Order with negative one, being that they were in Rochester, home of Brody Lee, the late, great Brody Lee. Uh, negative one, Ken Mark QT Marshall comes out. But before that, Dark Order said they're here to stay. I don't know what they're saying now unless they got contract extensions. Uh, but you already see Alan Angel left. Uh, you already see that Stu Grayson has left. So the Dark Order is not the same as before. Uh, but uh, after that, QT Marshall comes out to... Pick a fight with a nine-year-old, which was funny. Then Hammock Page comes out, and they start beating, beating the bricks out of QT Marshall. Everybody takes a shot at him. And the announcement was the negative one probably may have a contract when he's 18 years old. He's still got a long way. Another 11 years, probably, or 10 years, what it is. That's if the company's still around. Here's a dream match that I never thought I would see. It was Penta Oscuro versus Roosh. Part of La Faction and Gobernables are now in AEW. Roosh wins the match after pulling the match from Penta to beat him in this match. I mean, if you want to beat Penta, just take his mask off, and it's over. You know what I'm saying? I don't know why he's still wearing a mask that you can still pull it out of his head and whatnot. It makes no sense. Um, but uh, I could see uh, 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 Andrade's Roosh versus Phoenix and Penta somewhere down in All Out. Uh, it could be a good match because these guys, when they get in the ring, it's magic. They know each other. Uh, there was problems with the Gun Club and Acclaim, uh, but as we know, Gun Club and Acclaim versus Fuego, Bear Country, and Leon Ruffin. Uh, this was like a, a squash match, to be really honest. And then Billy Gunn then turns on the Acclaim, pretty much setting up a Gun Club versus Acclaim feud. Miro is now eyeing Malachi Black, like I told you, and Nyla Rose and Maria Shafir versus T Tony Storm and Thunder Rosa. They're calling themselves Thunderstorm. Uh, cute name, but Maria Shafir should not be in that ring. I I I'm sorry. That woman cannot wrestle for beings. It's not like she's lost in there. Thunder Rosa, and they were complaining about Thunder Rosa. I guess Thunder Rosa is trying to lead her a certain way. This woman is doing something else. Maria Shafir has been a disappointment since I've seen her. The problem, she's the problem. She can't wrestle. She's the, pro she's the problem, really. Yeah, you're the problem, all right. You can't wrestle. You can't wrestle for nothing. The AEW World Title match was John Moxley versus Brody King. This was a good match. Two of the toughest guys in the wrestling business today. Uh, I could say that 
This was wild. It wasn't until Moxley. I think it was one Moxley, one of the toughest wrestling matches. He fought Jake Hager back in the pandemic of April 2020. This was one of his toughest matches because Brody King is a heavy hitter and he gave Moxley a run for his money. It wasn't until he, Moxley choked him out to win the match. Uh, all the stories going around for AEW. Let me take a look real quick here. Okay. Uh, Former AEW star debuted at Impact TV taping, and that was Alan Angel. Alan Angel now no longer with AEW. AEW offered him a, a per appearance contract, uh, paid. He said no. Uh, and I wish Alan Angel a lot of luck. But of course, he went in the ring with Speedball Bailey. And what did Impact did? Because he, I'm telling you right now, Impact is petty, just like WWE. They made Bailey beat. Alan Angel, but it's funny when the WWE star comes in, like the 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 uh, the two girls I forgot their damn name, their name came in in October and automatically won the Impact Knockout titles. The ones who just retired, I forgot their damn name. Inspiration, aspiration, I don't freaking know. But here comes the guy from AEW, and you go and have him pinned by Mike Speedball Bailey, which is ridiculous. Uh, Bailey defeated Angels before the two stars were attacked by Diener and Joe Doring of Violent by Design. So now they're going to have Alan Angel and Speedball Bailey feuding with Violent by Design. I, I, I don't know. This is just ridiculous in my eyes. Also, there was uh, pretty much a, as far as the tease of, uh, of the Faction and Gobernables, it says that they're teasing a secret new member. I then you just said you don't have to tease a new member. We all know that most likely it's going to be Dragon Lee who's going to show up at AEW and whatnot. So uh, I won't be surprised of that if he's the one, you know, showing up. So Satana could be sidelined for a while due to a knee injury. After Bloods and Guts, there was a report going around that Santana it was uh, leaving. AEW. Him and Ortiz has had issues in the back. Uh, it's very surprising to me to know about this. And uh, Santana has been bunking his own matches. And it's true because he went to Puerto Rico and won a, a singles title out there. And Santana has been putting uh, 126 days. He put it on Twitter. And then he put um, something September or something like that. So it looks like that's when his contract is up. So in three months, his contract is up. Now he's sidelined with a knee injury. According to Tony Khan says, so he's injured and it's unfortunate and obviously it's a very dangerous match, which is talking about blood and guts. And going into it, we knew injuries were possibility, were possibly, and Santana's a great pro wrestler. He's been part of a great team with Ortiz. We really value him and I did speak to him after I know he's injured. We're going to stand by Santana, you know, you know, support him through the injury and do what we can. It's the right thing to do. Well, a knee injury could pretty much sideline you for a while. You can't wrestle the same way you did back in the days. So it's going to be a lot of rehab. And if he is coming back as a tag team, uh, most likely are they going to give Santana Ortiz the damn AEW tag team title that they deserve. They've been there for nearly three years, and they still are not AEW tag team champions. And I think they only gave them two title shots since they've been there. They've been part of Jericho's. Uh, first uh, in a circle, and now he was part of Eddie King's. They're not doing nothing with them. They're not doing nothing with them. So it's it's really crazy. The Tony Khan confirms that the AEW All Atlantic title will be a traveling championship, and we already know that. We already spoke that. 
Warlow says MJS behavior in and out of the ring is unacceptable. He said we were together for three years. He was the first three years of my career. He was a big part of my career. So if, if anybody's allowed to touch in this subject, it probably is me. But I'll just say that this, he's not a good person. He really is a piece of shit. It was not enjoyable working with him. He put me through more stress than anything. And his, and his behavior inside the business and outside the business is unacceptable. But that's all I'm going to say around that. So now my thing is, is this is why um, Tony Khan and Warner Brothers or Warner Media has not brought him back because of his behavior? Is, did, did MJF let his ego gas up his head? Because right now you look at it. Look at FTR and Warlow. All three of those members have titles. Where is Sean Spears? He has not been seen since his match, since the steel case match. He hasn't been seen. So the question is, what happened? You know what I'm saying? What happened? You know what I'm saying? So it makes no sense that all this stuff that happened, you know, is it's now, you know, um, a problem. I don't, I don't know. So now... Question is, is he going to come, MJ going to come back, challenge Warlow for the TNT title? That could happen. I mean, who knows? Maybe they're just making us wait. Well, we'll see when it happens. We'll be right back after this. Hey, what's going on? It's your boy, Jada Red Sante, host of Turnbuckle Tabloid, and you're listening to the Choke Slam Wrestling Report. Get the music. And we're back. So let's finish up this podcast by talking a subject that I heard a podcast to talk about, about impact wrestling should work without New Japan Pro Wrestling. Um, and this is just my personal opinion on this. Impact Wrestling right now, if they did not have work with New Japan Pro Wrestling, nobody would care where they are right now. Okay, a lot of things happen when New Japan Pro Wrestling decided to work with Impact. And this is something that most people will not get credit to, but get credit to AEW. AEW was the first one who started working with New Japan Pro Wrestling. And that opened a door for Impact to work with New Japan Pro Wrestling because Impact and AEW decided to work with each other. But then when Impact decided that um, beyond... Uh, Bound for Glory last year to stop working with Impact, I mean with AEW, and start working only with New Japan. The door was open when stars like Jay White was coming through, the Gorillas of Destiny showed up afterwards, and you know it, it was a, a, an opportunity for Impact to work with everybody, including NWA if they needed to work with the NWA. But the NWA, of course. You know, with, with Billy Corgan don't, not knowing what the hell he's doing with that company. Um, Impact decided to work with them. AEW started to work with them in that big woman's uh, pay-per-view last year. And they shit it all over AEW. You know, NWA and Impact. And which was done because at, at, at the same time, when Thunder Rosa was the NWA world champion, they made 
they brought in Thunder Rosa to be on TV to represent the NWA. But again, shady business when it comes to like, like promotions like Impact and um, NWA. Billy Corgan, I don't like what he's doing, especially what he did. He should have get that belt back to Nick Aldis instead of giving it to Trevor Murdoch. Trevor Murdoch is not, and I repeat, is not a world champion material. I'm sorry. He's not. Okay? Impact, of course, I saw Slammiversary yesterday. I got a chance to see it. It was a good pay-per-view and everything. I just don't get why would you bring Dixie Carter to introduce the final participant in an honor no more in... Um, and uh, how you call it? I don't know more versus Tim Impact. Where you saw Davey Richards make his debut, which shows you the MLW and Impact are working together. Dixie Carter, you bring Dixie Carter in, the same woman who nearly bankrupted the whole company and whatnot and was dealing with Billy Corgan. So, or Billy Corgan, both Impact was a whole mess that Impact almost went under. And you invite this blind chick who don't know nothing about wrestling to come to your 20th anniversary? This is what I'm saying. Impact, I don't know what they're doing. The fact also that people are talking about, oh, uh, New Japan should not work with Impact. Impact should not work with New Japan. Let me tell you something. The fact that you had Ace Austin representing Impact as a Impact Exhibition Champion, that was a good move, man. That was a great move. And then people were talking about, oh, Hiromu Takahashi wants to wrestle uh, Ace Austin. They wrestled in the damn on, on the on the best of Super Juniors, and Takahashi, uh, Takahashi beat him. You know what I'm saying? Would it worked? It would it worked if you would have kept Ace Austin as a champion? Yeah, you put a ball in Hiromu to wrestle in Impact and whatnot, and have Ace beat Hiromu at Impact. But no, what you did. You'll go and give the belt to my, uh, Speedball Bailey and take the belt away from Ace Austin. Speedball Bailey, let me tell you, he's just another guy doing acrobats and one, uh, another high flyer. Nothing that impresses me. And, and they, uh, people are highly about this guy. I don't know what they, what they see. I'm not impressed at all. He's doing shit that every other high flyer do. Now, Trey Miguel, uh, I'm surprised that, that he, the, how you call it, uh, he didn't win that match. Because Trey Miguel has a lot of skills. I like Trey Miguel. But for you to say that, you know, if the Good Brothers are leaving, listen, the, part, the party's over for you guys. Impact Wrestling, the party is over for you guys. Okay? You had opportunities. You didn't take advantage of it. And now you're saying, asking yourself if the Briscoes are done. Well, I bet you the Briscoes are definitely done with, with Impact because they're going back to Ring of Honor. They're going back to Ring of Honor. And why not? And, and you know they they had their match with the Good Brothers. They had they won the Impact World Tag Team Titles. They're the House of Glory Tag Team Champions. Then they're wrestling in August 28. Uh, the the House of Black for the House of Glory Tag Team Championship, which which I'm not gonna be there because the price is ridiculous. But anyway, I digress. But Impact stick with MLW. See what how far you go with that. MLW right now. Uh, I'm catching up with a lot of their stuff and whatnot. So um, I still got to catch up with a lot of their stuff to see where they at as we speak right now. But if Impact decides that they don't want to work with New Japan, that will be a big, big mistake. And the reason they, this person talked about it was because of, you know, um, because most of the big names already came through AEW because of the Forbidden Door. 
you had a chance to be part of that forbidden door. But you guys decided that, hey, we're not dealing with AEW. We're doing our own thing, Bound for Glory. And this is what happens. You get no Okada. You get no Goto. You get no uh, Hiromi Takahashi. You don't get none of that because your guys became, again, uh, I say that, you became greedy and wanted to work with NWA. Please, come on. Let's cut this shit out. Speaking of Impact, supposedly Impact is doing, uh, they're promoting Ric Flair's last match. Uh, this is the car, Ric Flair versus uh, the opponent to be announced. Josh Alexander is going to wrestle Jacob Fatu, Impact World Championship match. Uh, that's, gonna, that's To me, that's a dream match. Jordan Grace versus Deanna Peraza versus Rachel Ellering. I don't care about Jordan Grace after what she said about Chris Benoit, which I'll get to it right now. The Wolves, Eddie Edward and David Richards are teaming up versus the Motor City Machine Guns. That's going to be an exciting match. Killer Cross versus David Boy Smith. Another good match. Clark Connors versus Ren Narita. New Japan's involved in that. Hmm. Ray Phoenix versus Laredo K versus Torres versus Bandito. Triple A is involved in that. And Rick Flair's last match. So there you go. People are complaining. I, I, I don't get it. Um, Jordan Grace. But before I start with Jordan Grace, uh, NW, New Japan president announced starting wrestlers will compete in New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, I guess they're going to be competing in New Japan Strong. Uh, so it says those representing New Japan Wrestling and I'm putting to welcome independent contractor wrestlers from New Japan in a whole new way. Jonah and Filthy Tom Lola were among the standout who competed in New Japan Strong and are both set to compete at the G1 Climax this month, which is be good. Uh, so stardom may be coming to, who knows, stardom might come and, you know, come to AEW. That'd be cool. Uh, Impact star, Jordan Grace, sparks a Chris Benoit controversy where she tweeted, this is going to be the coldest take I ever tweet on this app. I already know y'all going to be mad. I don't think Benoit could hang, could 100% hang with most of the present day best wrestlers. He will not be able to remember matches. Also, may he burn in hell. Amen. Now. Jordan Grace, this girl is so, so ignorant, okay? And now people are going to be on my case, oh, well, why are you talking bad about her? First of all, Jordan Grace, I met her back in January at a House of Glory meet and greet, and she is the most nastiest, ignorant female wrestler I ever met, okay? She is not nice. She, she wrestles uh, kind of stiff, because I saw her wrestle some girl there, and, and the girl did a little mistake. She started hitting her hard. And now with this, for her to be saying that, you know, that Chris Benoit can't hang with, with, with 100% with the wrestlers today, are you stupid and ignorant or what? Chris Benoit was one of the best wrestlers in the business, okay? Regardless of what he did outside, outside of the ring, and yes, it was hanging, it was bad, you know, what he did was wrong and you know the part she said he hopes he he runs in hell that's your opinion but his ring work was one of the best okay guy was world champion and he could wrestle with the best okay he wrestled with the best in new japan pro wrestling before you start talking crap look at his work in new japan but you won't because you're ignorant you're a 20 something year old this you know ignorant this generation of wrestlers at their age are ignorant okay all right, you should be glad that he's one of the pioneers who gave you an opportunity to wrestle because he's one of those people who made sure that people like you who love the business 
have a place to wrestle. And for you to come out of nowhere and say that, it's the most stupidest, ignorant comment I ever said. Again, I am not defending for what he did outside the ring, killing his son, killing his wife. I'm not defending that. I'm defending his work, okay, his wrestling skill. And for a girl like her, Big Mama Pump, whatever, the Knockouts World Champion, notice why you still impact and nobody has gone for, has tried to get you to work with them? Because of your ignorance, that's why. You're ignorant. You know what I'm saying? And for that, you will not get a dime or nickel from me ever again in the media degree. I will look at you and make believe you're not there. Because that's the way you acted when I tried to get an autograph from you on a media degree and ask me why am I doing that. Really? Ignorance. I'm telling you, ignorance. And I don't know Mercedes Martinez because Mercedes Martinez was the one who took the picture of us and told her to smile. Because if she wasn't, if not, she would not smile. She would look like she don't even want to be there. So it's, it's ignorant. And the last part of this podcast, I want to talk about what's going on with uh, no other than, um, how you call it? The uh, matter of fact, real quick, the uh, Ring, Ring of Honor is doing the death before dishonor. Jay Lee is officially set to challenge some more Joe for the Ring of Honor Television Championship. You're going to have FTR again going for the second time against the Briscoe Brothers Part 2. And you're going to have Daniel Garcia set to challenge Willa Yuta for the Ring of Honor Pure Championship. I see Daniel Garcia winning that match. So, Will Ospreay and Kenny Omega beef has taken another another level, we could say. Will Ospreay said, Kenny Omega is a 40-year-old man and fragile. I will end him. I mean, this is something what he wrote. In an interview with Fightful, Omega gave his thoughts on Ospreay and his matches saying, among other things, that Ospreay is great at moves and having five-star matches that no one remembers. Omega said that he believed New Japan Pro Wrestling went with the right Call pushing Jay White as a top foreign star over Osprey. It's belittling, belittling. He's only doing it because of the interview side of things. He has has to try and save face. And he spoke. Uh, this is what Osprey say about Omega. You saw his true colors there. He wanted to bury me and he couldn't. This comes from a long line of things. Even speaking of AEW, it is only because I hang around with the boys after and we're all smoking and talking shit. Apparently, the rumor was that I was meant to be there a year ago just doing the Forbidden Door stuff, and somebody is putting the block on it. It doesn't take two and two to realize who it is. One person who has not been there for a while, and all of a sudden, I'm welcome in with open arms, said Osprey. And we're talking about the Forbidden Door. This whole thing has generated from back to 2019. It was Kenny's last match, and I guess he wanted the Ibushi out there to second him. I fucking blew Ibushi's brains out with the hitting blade. He's a super fucking mad. He, he's super fucking mad at me. The thing is, I'm mad at myself when I those situations happen. I don't want to bring somebody, but it's a legal wrestling move. I allow, I'm allowed to do it. I'm allowed to do blows to the back of the head. 12-6, elbow down. This is a 9-3 elbow strike. I'm allowed to do it. Obviously, the repercussion is he got knocked out and it was bad concussion since then myself and ibushi we had gone out for drinks we don't talk anymore but after that point we went for drinks and me and we're fine but kenny is butthurt over over the incident he can think what he wants about me but the motherfucker is such a little bitch he's same person who was like i grew up after six or seven star matches no you didn't you cunt you 
You've already searched your name on Twitter to see what everybody says, and when it's bad, you cry in the corner of your million-pound house, and you're still bothered by some cunt who sits doing some wrestling matches who is trying to help out not only the British scene but the Japanese scene because I'm not an idiot. When it comes to my company, we got hit hard by the pandemic. Does that mean I'm taking a day off? No, I'm working my ass off to bring it back because that's what you said to do. This is the only reason I don't like candy. This is where some people can relate. When you say something to me, look at me in the eyes and speak to me when you talk to me and tell me this is and then go go to fans and talk differently. That's where we have a problem. You have my number. We have a problem. Call me and we can fucking talk about this. I don't have anything to say to him. Be all and all. I'm sure if anyone was in the same room, I will slap him. The worst thing is people are going to listen and be like they're building to something. We're not building up to anything. He's a cunt. I will slap the, that boy and remind him, you're a fucking 40-year-old man. You're a fucking fragile. Do you really want to get with me? I will end you. Just know that when you talk shit, it does get back to me. Be aware that there are people in your workplace that are talking shit about you as well. Maybe you're not coming off smelling like roses like you think. Wow. It is amazing how two wrestlers uh, who work in the same company is now feuding in social media. Now, I kind of believe uh, Will Ospreay because Ospreay, uh, at one point he said he would never go to AEW, that he was staying in Japan or whatever. And all of a sudden now, he came out of the Forbidden Door, probably because New Japan wanted him there. But Kenny Omega probably didn't want uh, Will Ospreay in AEW because it would have still his spotlight. Because remember, it wasn't until uh, last year when uh, the ending of 2020, if I'm correct, yeah, when he beat Mockley for the title and then he just went on that run while he was being the belt collector. And then, you know, during that whole time, Will Ospreay was still trying to get New Japan off the ground with the pandemic and all that stuff. And maybe Kenny Omega did try to stop uh, Will Ospreay from coming to AEW and whatnot. But... While all that was going on, Jay White has been the, the, the catalyst of professional wrestling. He always said if it wasn't because of me, none of this thing would have been happening. But Jay White and Will Ospreay were already the big stars in uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling. Maybe this is why Kenny Omega uh, lost the belt to Jay White as far as the, uh, the United States IWGP belt. Uh, and Jay White was the second champion for that belt. And this is probably why it happened, because he probably had figured, well, Jay White, I'll take Jay White with Osprey. Maybe Omega felt that Osprey was better than him. Uh, which to me, I think Osprey is better than Kenny Omega, to be honest. Osprey is like, well, maybe number two in my list. Uh, probably number one, because Jay White is good. And so is Will Osprey. But this is uh, something to be seen if these two guys are ever going to come back. And I didn't even know that Omega was 40 years old. And this probably is why he's taking so long to come back. Um, he's taking so much punishment in the wrestling scene. So we'll see. We'll see what happens because uh, this whole thing, and I just read you all, all those was a comment from Will Ospreay, and this came from Fight for Select. Uh, they reported this yesterday, or I think the day before, so I figured I'd give them that, give them that credit for that report, Fight for Select. Um, so it's crazy because uh, Kenny Omega was not able to participate in the Forbidden Door, which you would have thought he would be there, but he's still hurt. It's been over six, seven months he's been out of wrestling uh, at this match with uh, Hangman Page. Page already lost the belt. We have Moxley champion again. 
everything full circle. Uh, CM Punk, I know for a fact that he uh, they provided this bad news that he's not healing properly. His uh, knee, whatever it is, ankle is not healing properly. Uh, so he may not be back till December. So we're going to probably have a uh, 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 six-month champion of John Moxley. So unless Moxley loses the belt to somebody else. But let's see where they go with that. But that is it for me today, guys. Uh, thank you again for supporting the podcast. I know I was out, um, and I may not sound like myself because, I mean, it's been over two weeks since I've done a podcast, and, you know, this traveling that I did, uh, this vacation was a lot, a lot stressful, a lot of... Don't go to the airports. The airports are right now uh, short as our pilots. There was a lot of cancellation on my trip, a lot of bull crap, so... Um, if I sound tired, I'm sorry, but I'm again, I'm giving my fans what they what they want, and it is the podcast. So, uh, again, guys, if you want to follow me, follow me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Follow me in those social media outlets. You can follow my audio podcast through Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio. Also, check out my YouTube channel. I got a lot of content there. You guys can check out. Subscribe to the channel. Also, uh, Project Codename. Uh, Summer Heat is coming up. I'm trying to get uh, uh, interviews with Chris Cage and uh, with Flash, Superstar Whip Flash. I want to get them, those two. I want to, next week I'm going to be talking about uh, that event that's coming up that's going to lead up to an event called Escape from New York. Uh, and a lot of tag teams are involved in that tournament that's coming up. So that's in November. But definitely next week we're going to be talking about Project Code Name, uh, Summer Heat. It's coming up, I think, August 6th of that week. So um, we definitely uh, will be talking about that. Uh, I'm trying to get first class uh, with a manager, Miguel Sosa, from Project Codename. Um, so hopefully uh, we get that done soon as possible. So um, that is it for me, guys. Also, check out my, my merchandise store, the tcwr.veryimpressive.com. Check out my shirts my hats my sweaters uh again that's tcwr dot uh very ink com. tcw dot very ink com. check out the shirts the hats and everything in there uh again uh thanks for everybody for supporting the podcast until then guys i will see you next week and be safe and be blessed <laughs>